I think for many of us, when we hear the word rest, we automatically think of either one of two things. We start thinking about sleeping or we start thinking about just the cessation of activity, just stopping stuff. And that is not all that rest comprises of. I think the part that we miss is that rest at the core should be restorative. There should be some way that it's pouring back into you. And so for many of us, just sleeping or just stopping and not doing anything isn't restorative. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspirations. This is the Monday Motivation, and I'm your host, Althea Richardson. Today's episode is entitled Rest. How many of y'all actually know how to do that? Well, it's unfortunate that COVID kind of shut everything down to where we had no other choice but to rest. But before then, think about it. How were you able to just rest? Were you able to rest? Or were you constantly working, 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 constantly trying to level up in your business or your career, trying to get to that, uh, climb that corporate ladder, but you never found the time to rest? Well, my guest today is going to tell us seven types of rest that we should have in our life. And my guest today, her name is Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith. She is an author, speaker, and board certified internal medicine physician. And she's written a book that's entitled Sacred Rest, Recover Your Life, Renew Your Energy, Restore Your Sanity. She's going to give us some some idea and some, some tips on how we should rest how we should rest in in during our time for spending time with family or just resting in God. Now, if you're not a person of faith, this may help you still. It really will because everybody has to find some kind of rest, some kind of way. And I believe that this information is going to make a difference. So sit back and enjoy this interview with Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith on Wove Inspiration. You're listening to the Monday Motivation. Rest, you would think, would be something simple for for people, but um, unfortunately, that's not the case for a lot of people. So why then do so many people struggle with fatigue and insomnia? I think for many of us, when we hear the word rest, we automatically think of either one of two things. We start thinking about sleeping or we start thinking about just the cessation of activity, just stopping stuff. And that is not all that rest comprises of. I think the part that we miss is that rest at the core should be restorative. There should be some way that it's pouring back into you. And so for many of us, just sleeping or just stopping and not doing anything isn't restorative. Mm -hmm. And so we end up in a situation where, and a lot of us have experienced this, we go to sleep at night, we wake up the next morning and we're still tired. And it's because likely the type of rest we needed wasn't simply sleep. It wasn't simply a physical type of rest. It was one of the other types of rest that I talk about. And what I mentioned is that there's actually seven different types of rest. 
Mm-hmm. And so if you're trying to fix, let's say, an emotional or social or creative rest deficit simply by sleeping, you're always going to stay tired because you're not fixing the, t- the type of rest that you need. Mm-hmm. So what, what is the difference between sleep and rest? Sleep is simply just a physical type of rest. So okay. with physical rest, you have active and passive. And so sleep is a passive type of physical rest. You also have an active component of physical rest. And then you have these other six types of rest, including the mental, spiritual, emotional, social, sensory, and creative. And so as you can see, if you're focusing all of your attention just on sleep, you're actually not getting all of the different types of rest that you need. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What made you decide to write this book? I burned out is what happened. (laughs) Experience. Yes, ma'am. It was one of those things where I was really busy within my career and had gotten into a situation where I put more focus on the getting things done than actually honoring God's word and Mm. spending time and rest and having a Sabbath and keeping it holy and doing the things that I knew were needed to really stay healthy, mind, Mm. body, and spirit. And so I got into a situation where it was all about the grind, all about getting stuff done, checking it off my to-do list, you know, getting those accomplishments and and everything and got to a place where I was just tired. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, you know, when I say tired, I don't mean like I needed sleep. I needed it everything. I was so tired. Every part of me had gotten to a place where it's like, God, if, if this is success, I don't even want it. Yeah. It doesn't feel good to live anymore. Whatever this is, it can't be your best for me. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. There are a lot of people who, who do that, that grinding and, you know, trying to uh, accomplish a whole lot of things and, and, and get, get to that next level. And, and it's actually really advertised for us to get out there, do your best, get, get your grind on and things of that sort. But there is point in time where it's it's like you have to stop you have to 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 find the rest as you had mentioned um in before you can even go forward in in what needs to be done especially when it comes to working in the church and and being a pastor now i know personally from personal experience i know this to be true because my husband was a grinder he constantly would go, 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 go. And he never rest, never rest. In fact, he had sleep apnea. So he would be up, his his clock was totally different from mine. He would go to bed when I'm getting up. And so it would, it, as, as far as uh, um, any people in the ministry or even pastors, it seems like it's a, it's a, not an uncommon pattern for people who are wanting to get out there and do what needs to be done, but they don't want to take the time to rest to be able to replenish themselves and keep going forward. What, what do you think about that as far as pastors constantly going, going, going and not getting rest? I think you're absolutely right. I feel like people who are in any types of service-based or help-type ministry and or even careers have a tendency to be those who are, are very quick to pour out into others 
and very reluctant to be poured back into themselves. Now, I don't know why that is, Mm -hmm. but I, I see that to be kind of a recurrent tendency. And what happens is you oftentimes get into a place where the person is, is actually pouring out of their emptiness. Yeah. It's like they're still serving, but they're not serving out of a place where they feel well-rested and energized and even happy or joyful about the work that they're doing. It's just like pouring out of this empty place. And over time, that starts affecting you. I, I really have a heart for this when it relates to ministers because I feel like that's part of the reason we now see so many ministers who, who turn to suicide yes. because what happens is if you don't stop to rest, eventually you get to a place where you, are, you really have come to the end of yourself. You really have gotten mm-hmm. to a place of emptiness. And honestly, that's, that's the enemy's playground. Exactly. It's like part of it is, you know, part of the rest we talk about is like mental rest deficits, people who have mental rest deficits, mm-hmm. what happens is the head just stays full of information all the time. There's no time when it like gets quiet. Right. And I feel like that is when we actually are able to really hear God more over the enemy and over the, the, the negativity and over all of those things that kind of come at us yeah. on a day-to-day basis. And busy, busy really is just a way of keeping us bound. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and talk about the the seven types of rest um, in a little bit more detail. So um, the seven types of rest, um, according to your book, are physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, social, sensory, and creativity. Now, what I'm really curious is about is the creative uh, mm-hmm. rest. Can you go into more detail about that one? Well, probably the easiest way for me to describe that is if you're someone who's ever experienced feeling kind of rejuvenated or energized or just better, Mm -hmm. restored in some way after being outside or after being at the beach or a body of water, or even if you get like fresh flowers in your house, something about it just feels better. Creative rest is the rest we experience when we allow ourselves to appreciate beauty in whatever natural form and out in nature. Mm -hmm. Also, if we allow ourselves to create, uh, to experience and enjoy beauty in man-made things like music or art, because what happens is we use a lot of creativity just within our life, the different things that we have to do. If you're a teacher coming up with lesson plans, if you're a pastor coming up with sermons, if, and you're trying to kind of make sure that you can give kind of create your own parables so that Mm -hmm. people can relate to the story and the text that you're sharing. Or if you're, you know, someone who works in a marketing agency and you're having to come up with creativity. Mm -hmm. So we're pouring out creatively in many ways. And most of of us don't appreciate that we also need to pour back into ourselves creatively and allow ourselves to be out in the nature, in nature and enjoying these things. Absolutely. Now let's go back to the other one that you mentioned was mental. And I know that even for myself, um, there are a lot of times I'm, I'll be laying in the bed and it's three o'clock in the morning and all of these thoughts are just rolling around in my head and it's, it's ideas, but it's 
not allowing me to sleep. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just laying there and I'm like, okay, God, and I pray. And then, but I'm still not able to go back to sleep because um, I got this idea, I got this idea. And I'm like, okay, what do I, what do I do now with all of this, this thing, this stuff that's going on in my head. And then the next day when it's, you know, time for me to function, I'm not able to function because I was up thinking about all these different ideas. So, I mean, what, what is that all about? You, you, you nailed it. That's exactly what a mental <laughs> rest deficit looks like. And you know what? That's the thing. The brain is very interesting because, you know, your body knows you need sleep. You're in the bed. You're tired. Right. So your body knows you need sleep. But the brain, the way it works is when you're ruminating over something like that, like you keep saying it to yourself over and over again, what it does is it actually tells your brain, this is too important to let go. Yeah. So it will hold on to it even at the expense of you sleeping, no matter how tired you are. And one of the simplest ways to get the brain to release information is to write it down. Okay. And so I always tell people, if you get one of those Holy Spirit inspired moments where in the middle of the night, you get all these brainstorm ideas, mm -hmm. keep a notepad by the bedside. Keep just, it doesn't have to be a journal or anything fancy. It could just be a post-it note or note card. Jot down those thoughts. And when you jot it down, it gives the brain permission to release it. Because okay. now you've put it on something concrete and the brain doesn't have to try to hold on to it for you. It can release it because you've put it somewhere. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, let's get into the spiritual rest. Tell me about that. Spiritual rest has to do with focusing on intimacy with God. Okay. It's not about religion. It's about getting back to, to understanding the power of his presence, just spending time in God's presence, not trying to come up with the next sermon, not trying to get a prayer answered, not even trying to find out maybe what he has you to do for that day. You're just there with him. I call it time at the heart of Jesus, where you're just, you're spending time sitting with God in listening mode, not ready to jump in and, and include your portion of what you want to say, but staying open to receive what he's trying to get into you. Mm, that's good. That is really good. And, and sometimes it's really, in order for God to really speak to you, you have to be willing to just sit and rest and hear. A lot of times when, if we go into prayer, we are just, we're the one that's doing a whole lot of talking. God, I yes. need, God, I need, God, I need. And then when you're done, you just get up and, okay, you've accomplished what you needed to accomplish in your conversation. But it's, it's one-sided. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you, you didn't allow God to speak to you, and that requires you to be quiet and silent and rest and uh, listening to hear what he has to say to you through your spirit or, or how, however God speaks to you. He may speak to you audibly. You mm -hmm. may have some music on that's just like uh, worship music and, and the words in the song may be ministering to you and that's his way of communicating with you. But a lot of times we just, we forget that part. We said what we wanted to say to God, but we didn't allow God to speak to us. So that is definitely very, very important, especially for uh, people of faith. So yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, and awesome. it's something we've, something we've gotten away from. 
Yes. Like you said, we, we have put a, a huge focus on having a strong prayer life. And I believe in that. Mm-hmm. I do believe we need to have a strong prayer life. But I think we've gotten, as you stated, we've gotten into a situation where we put more emphasis on us speaking than letting him speak. Right. And I think that's where the power is. That's exactly. Been, that's what we need. But we leave the situation before we've actually settled ourselves long enough to, to listen. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And so talk to me also about social and sensory rest. Social rest deals with spending time around those people who are life-giving, who you enjoy having in time with and that pour back into you. You know, for most of us, we spend the majority of our time with people who need things from us. Um, our family, our co-workers, who, you know, whatever kind of jobs we have. If you're in ministry, it's your, your church. You're spending time with people who need things from you. But you also need to have some time when you're spending with people who don't need anything from you, when you just enjoy each other's company and you're able to just have fellowship with each other just because you like being around each other. Mm -hmm. A lot of the studies um, in my research talked about people who didn't, you know, adults who aren't having a lot of adult friendships anymore. All of their relationships are based around people who need things from them. And that's a very one-sided way of living. Yeah. We need that balance. Definitely. And and as far as um, sensory? And sensory rest deals with really getting back to an appreciation of silence. Yeah. Not always having to have things going all the time. Um, TV shouldn't be playing if no one's watching them. Making sure that you're monitoring how bright your lights are in your house. There shouldn't be bright lights all day long. It's very hard to go to sleep at night if you're having very high fluorescent lights on in your house throughout mm-hmm. the night. Or if you're using your computer at the brightest setting, you know, all the way up till the time you're going to bed, it makes it difficult for your body to calm down when it has that much light in input. So to be mindful of, you know, making sure that you're turning off your electronics um, when it's time to go to bed and making sure you're not using your notifications on your phone too much with social media and those things. Yeah, that can definitely be a major sensory, especially if you have your phone beside your bed and every time it goes off, you're looking at, okay, who is that? Or someone Mm -hmm. made a comment or, I mean, that's a major distraction. And that definitely is, is something that will keep you from having the rest that you need. So there are some um, stories that are teaching stories that you have in your book that go along with the uh, seven types of rest. What is one of your favorites? I would probably say one of my favorites has to do with a young woman who had a car accident and I ran into her as her um, ICU physician. And so it's one of those stories where what I liked about it and what what it impressed on me was this was someone who, whose life, you know, whenever you have an accident or something like that, it's hard to look at anything good coming yeah. out yeah. of it. And she was sick. I mean, she was in the hospital for like a long time, healing from some really serious injuries. And I remember the day when she left, she had, she was, I mean, she was, had tears running down her face and she mm. left this note with the staff about, she prayed that she would be the same person outside of the hospital that she had become inside of the hospital. Because wow. it's, it's as if she had to have a forced rest. 
Her accident was induced because of she wasn't paying attention. She had so many thoughts going on in her head and was trying to multitask in the car while she's driving and all this busy, busy, busy led mm -hmm. to an accident. And so for a couple of weeks, she had forced rest where she had nothing to do but rest, like for real rest yeah, in yeah. a hospital bed. And, but during that time, she used it to get before God. She mm -hmm. used it to get back in the word. She had time to listen. She had time to pray things that she hadn't been doing for a long time. And I think it's, it's important that we understand that none of us want to be in that situation. We're forced right. to rest, right. but we refuse to make a choice to rest. Yeah. And, and, and so even with this pandemic, it's, it's, it's a horrible situation. Nobody would it, it even guessed or even thought of anything this bad in our world, not this, the United States in the world. Mm -hmm. But as you were saying, it has gotten, it has caused us to rest. We didn't have any other choice but to sit down and just get to know each other. And I've talked to, oh my goodness, so many people that said, you know what? I was really, really busy and constantly going, working, and I never had that time that I, I, I wanted to, to spend time with my kids. And now because of this pandemic, I'm able to, I was able to spend a whole lot more time with my kids doing things that, you know, we, we so enjoy playing games and things of that sort. Um, people that had lost their jobs, unfortunately, there was actually for some, a blessing in that because mm -hmm. they were able to use their creativity to do the things that they've been wanting to do, but they kept putting it aside because of work or circumstances or anything. So even in the midst of this pandemic, and I, I, I just, I'm a firm believer that, you know, God allows things to happen for a reason that God is, was saying, look, I'm going to shut everything down and you're not going to have any other choice, but get to know me. Yes. 2020. I, <laughs> <laughs> this is a year. That's for sure. It's one of those. And it does remind me of that story because you're right. Many people were forced to rest. Mm -hmm. They had everything, everything that they knew to be their normal was shifted all at one right. time and everything changed. And I think what's, what, really happened for a lot of people, it helped them to see whether or not they had a good kind of foundation to even be able to go back to a place of peace and rest. Yeah. Because with so much change going on, it, it had a lot of people questioning whether or not they could get their anxiety back under control. Yeah. You know, it's easy to have, to feel stable when you know what's happening, you know, for the most part, every day of your week and every month. You have your routines and they feel comfortable. It's hard to find peace when there is so much uncertainty. True, and so true. It's called people to a level of, of learning how to rest and trust that really raised the game. It, it, it shifted it up to a completely new level of where we need to be with this whole concept of resting. Yeah. And rest and trust, I believe, do go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. You cannot rest if you do not truly get to a place of deeply trusting God. Amen. Amen. And so um, I'm, I'm praying and believing that even though this has been a uh, very interesting 
2020, the new norm for us should now be rest. Learn to rest, learn to appreciate everything that you have and appreciate your family and your loved ones. That should definitely be the main focus is as, as far as our new norm is rest for sure. So you, um, you actually offer a unique resource for your readers called the rest quiz. Can you talk a little bit about um, that rest quiz? Yes, it's a free assessment on my website at restquiz.com. And what it does is it lets you see which of the seven types of rest that you're most deficient in. Most people, if they're, if they're feeling tired, the next question is, well, which of the seven types of rest is it I actually need? And this quiz helps you determine your score, really, for all seven. So you can see which ones you have a greater deficit in. Okay. That's awesome. And that's going to be on your, is that on your website? It is. It's at restquiz.com. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So there are many people, uh, many people think of rest as a luxury. What would you say to those people? I believe rest is definitely not a luxury, but actually more of a necessity. If you want to be able to stay at a place of giving out of your fullness, not from your emptiness, not from your overwhelm, but actually from a place of overflowing, it requires taking a time to rest and to understand that rest is really about restoration. Amen. Amen. Dr. Sandra, how can people get in contact with you to, or, uh, to get your book and find you on social media? My main website is ichoosemybestlife.com, and the title of the book is Sacred Rest, Recover Your Life, Renew Your Energy, Restore Your Sanity. It, on the website, you have links to the quiz as well as to the book and, and my Facebook page. Awesome. Awesome. And so do you have any last words for our listening audience? I just encourage them to learn how to rest well to not look at rest as just sleeping or just stopping activity, but to start thinking about what are those things that help them feel restored and energized and to start being able to put an importance on that because really to do the things God has called you to do requires you to stay in a well-rested state. Totally agree on that. And I've learned a lot. <laughs> Tremendously. I have learned a lot in this short period of time. Thank you so much, Dr. Sandra, for being on Wove Inspiration, showing, sharing your, your insight and wisdom on what it means to rest. You guys, make sure that you go to her website to get all of the, the wealth of information about how to rest and purchase her book as soon as possible because, you know, you, you got to get your rest. You definitely got to get your rest. You guys, this is Althea with Wove Inspirations. This is the Monday edition. You guys have an awesome day. Get your rest. Take care. God bless. Thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspiration, the Monday edition. Wove Inspiration interviews men and women who use their voice to share their stories of overcoming issues such as mental illness, abuse, and many other obstacles in life. Everyone has a story, some good, some not so good. The common factor for guests on Wove Inspiration are their victorious endings. 
You can follow us and leave comments on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under Wove Inspiration. You can also subscribe to this show on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or any other platforms you listen to podcasts.